Hello. Hi. Welcome to Load of Old Waffle, <laughs> the show where we talk everything film, TV, and drama. Yeah. Everything drama. Everything's the kicking film up. world. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Katie. Welcome to Sweet FA Brackets Films and Alcohol. Mm-hmm. And We're this... actually not having any alcohol today, though. Load of Old Waffle no, is a refreshing break on. from the alcohol. Sober waffling, which is. Sober waffling. Some would say that's better, some would say that's worse. It you really want us to depends. waffle on when we're drunk? Tune into drunk debates. Mm-hmm. Very uh, different vibe. So today what are we, we talking have about, Mike? <laughs> loads to talk about because last week we didn't actually cover the news or anything because we just ranked uh, Phase 4 of Marvel. We both did our own lists. We so did. Today we have uh, trailers to talk about. We have the Mario trailer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Barbie. We'll also be talking about White Lotus Season 2, which is now finished, and there will be spoilers, so don't listen if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and Violent Night, and again, there will be spoilers. And we will also be talking about all the big DC drama. DCD. DC drama. Big, fat, bunch of drama. <laughs> but as is tradition... Uh, or has been for the last several weeks, we like to start off by testing Kate's trivia. How much uh. attention she paid to what we watch, so... <laughs> trivia. Mike likes to take the mick out of my bad memory. Name the, the spoiled son in Violent Night. Beryl Dean. You're going with Beryl Dean. <laughs> Bernadette? No. You're going with Beryl Dean. I'm going to take your first answer. You think... <laughs> You think, <laughs> That's a stupid name. you think the character in a, a Hollywood film was called Beryl Dean? What film? What film did you say? Violent Night. Yeah, the, yeah, the silly name. <laughs> Beryl Dean. <laughs> he was called Bertrude. So oh, what? Well, you're laughing. I'm Beryl Dean Geraldine. is well funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. It would have been better. What was his real name? Bertrude. Bertrude. Because she was called Gertrude. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why you're taking the piss out of me. It was very close. I thought you'd get it. I'll be honest. That was the easy one. Oh, shit. Um, name. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never listened to this podcast before, that's the best advert you could possibly listen. Excuse me. Um, name Tanya's husband in The White Lotus. Greg. Greg is correct. One out of two. Boom. Third and final question. You have to get this right to win. Which famous director's birthday is it today? James Gunn. You're going to go with James, just randomly with James Gunn. <laughs> why, why not, yeah. No. Who is it? Steven Spielberg. Oh. Do you want to say sorry to Steven Spielberg in case he's listening? <laughs> nah. You don't want to wish him a happy, happy birthday, Steven. Happy birthday, Stevie. Good on you, Steve boy. <laughs> How um, old is it? Old. All right. Well old. Interesting. Really old. Oh, what? you do some research. You even know it was his birthday. How old's James Gunn? How's Beryl Dean getting on? <laughs> okay, since I lost quite tragically, I get to pick what you we pick first. first. Should we just start with the, and go through the trailers first? Yeah. Uh, let's start with the. I'm going to pick one that I want to get out of the way. Not as in I'm excited to talk about the trailer. I just want to get it done so I'll think about it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Look, shit. I have seen all, but the last Transformers film. Um, you have seen none, none. of them. I mean, this hasn't changed my desire. Um, I think it looks better than most like of the Michael Bay ones. Bumblebee is really good, but Bumblebee wasn't Michael Bay. Bumblebee ah. was like a reboot, and this is supposedly following on from Bumblebee. Okay. Um, I don't like the way the the 
I don't, don't know what to call it when they're like not a car, when they're like a human. Oh, the, like the robot form. The robot form, yeah. I don't think that looks as good as previous clips I've I seen agree. from yeah, others. I think the designs are worse. Um, what I do like about the trailer is that you actually see things them transform, which for some reason mm. from like the second film onwards, they just stop showing them transform because oh, it was they? clearly the most expensive part of the CGI. Oh, really? So they just transform off screen. Oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, so that was. That was a big that's problem. That's good that that's back then. Um, yeah, I can't give much comment on this because obviously I mean, I'm not familiar with the franchise, but I, think, I don't think it looks good. I think the voice cast is solid. It brings back um, everyone and adds new people in. I think, uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm. Pete Davidson, Peter Dinklage, Ron Perlman. These are all the new ones. And you've got Peter Cullen returning. Um, and Stephen Capel Jr., the director of it, did Creed 2 as well. So... There's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, we will watch it, and we'll probably cover some of yeah, the Transformers I'll give it a go. Uh, our drinking commentaries as well, closer yeah. to the time. But yeah, that trailer's done nothing for me, I'll be honest. No, it's just a bit generic, a bit I boring. don't really know the lore of the um, the like the, the animal Transformers either. No. I don't, so I, I, I just don't know enough about it. I mean, it. I'll watch it, but I'm not excited for yeah. it, and I will um, forget about it immediately after we Do you want to talk about your real pet peeve of the trailer? Yeah, that song. You don't like it because it says the same. Yep, you didn't like that it says that line three times. I mean, yeah, they clearly paid for the rights for the song. (laughs) Get it in there. Um, Anything, so excitement level out of ten? One. A one? Fuck, that's harsh. (laughs) Don't give a fuck about it. That's like how excited you'd be about knowing someone was going to slap you in the face or something. (laughs) Not feel something then. I'm going to go with a four. Sorry, I mean, I've not watched any of them, so... Yeah, fair. You'd like Bumblebee. Bumblebee's good. And the first one's good, and the rest are not. Moving um, swiftly on. So now it's your turn to pick. Which trailer would you like to talk about? I want to talk about Mario. I thought you'd want to talk about Mario. Guest. So we, got, we saw a full trailer. Yeah, um, we got a we bit more voice. we also saw a clip voice. of him just wandering around the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. Um, go on, what do you think? I can't wait. <laughs> You're just... very excited for this, aren't you? Yeah, I... I'm intrigued about the storyline. Mm-hmm. I think the the picture, the animation, the CGI, whatever you want to call it, looks mm-hmm. fab. I agree. I, I really was a like bit it. unsure. Mario looked a bit weird to me at the start. I think Mario... Maybe it's is, my eyes have got used to it. I the, agree. I think Mario was the most jarring at first because he's yeah. a bit more human. Yeah, oh, but I didn't get that from Luigi. Face. I don't know. Something about um, his eyes that were, quite, yeah. were a bit off. But yeah, um, maybe my eyes have adjusted to the bias and now I'm over it. But Have you adjusted to the voice? No, I'm still a bit upset about it. I I'm going to let it go because I'm too excited. They're purposefully showing only clips and trailers that don't have him speaking a lot in. Because mm. in, in that, that second trailer, you get the Wahoo. You get him the saying, Wahoo's good. let's a go, which is bad. Yeah. Before he fights Donkey Kong. And then you just get him like falling off of various things. And I don't. I feel bad like pinpointing Chris Pratt specifically because obviously Charlie Day is Luigi. But for some reason... But that, that works. works. And you, never, um, you don't... You'd never really thought about what we, Luigi sounds like. Yeah. But just because he's a less important character, it just... Mm, I know, yeah. I know. I think Charlie Day's voice works really well in that one clip. I do, yeah. And I like Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Yeah, Peach. everything else is Jack real. Jack Black as uh, Bowser is perfect. Yeah. That's like, that's dream casting that. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah, just, um, I mean, not Chris Pratt's fault. We got off of the job and no. took it. And I like the fact that they're clearly going all out with references to the games because we get... Mario Kart, the driving along Rainbow Road. Yeah. We get, um, we get the he's pipes. in the Tanuki Mario suit when he's flying. You know, yep. like the bear suit. You get Princess Peach using a, a um, fire flower. 
yeah, the pipes. So uh, the bit where he's on like an obstacle course, which is like Super Mario Maker. Yeah. You know, with, so. Yeah, like that. It's being true yeah. to the gameplay style. What as well. worries me a little bit about that is if they are planning to make like sequels and stuff out of it, and mm-hmm. they're using everything up in this first film, which isn't necessarily the problem if this film is mint. Mm. Would they not just do snippets though, and then? branch off oh yeah well, well, if, if, if this does well you'll get a full mario kart film i imagine and a full luigi's mansion film um, oh it could it, this could be the start of something beautiful i hope it is to be honest me too i'd like to see it uh, i also like that they've not made princess peach just a damsel in distress it's luigi who is the damsel in distress yeah which again i think works with charlie day's voice even yeah. more yeah totally agree Squeak really excited charlie for day. excitement level day. I'd give it an eight. I'm really, okay, I'm really looking nice. forward to I it. I thought yeah. it'd be higher, I'll be honest. Uh, well, I've got to leave some room. Way, I'd match you on eight. Yeah. Um, right, let's go with which trailer now? Let's go Indiana Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first thought, I hate the name. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds like a, a bad, like, one of those unauthorized novels you'd get. Yeah. Like a young Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. The Dial of Destiny. Yeah, so that's my that's my first thought. Um, and he also looks very old. Is yeah. my second thought. I mean, no, he looks really he looks really well, really good, but not as Indiana very Jones. Old. Very old. Uh, the the <sighs> de, the um, de aging is good in that one scene when he looks like, well, thirties, forties Harrison Ford. Mm. Very good. Um, How old is it? Is he like seventy? I think he must be pushing eighty. You know. Really? Yeah. Um, <coughs> Cast-wise, though, whilst I Google his age, the cast is unbelievably good. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. All the people popping up in it. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more. Let me find who the other one that I'm thinking of is and his Yeah, I age. think this looks quite excited. Boyd Holbrook. Um, Do I think it's a necessary make? No. I agree. That's that. But Are I also any of think... them, though, really? Because the fourth sequels, one really? was so bad, yeah, they got redeemed. Don't want to send a character that iconic out on such a bad note. So maybe I think that's why. Is, like... I, I think that's why Harrison Ford has come back. I'll be yeah. honest, and I think that's why it's been made. Um, he was born in 1942. Harrison Ford. Oh, <gasps> yikes! So he's turning 80. No, he's turned 80. He's 80 years old. Yeah, he's at 82. God, he's 80 years old. He's just been cast in Marvel as well. What the fuck? Surely they can't have him in too many. I know. He needs a day off. His blood pressure must be through the roof. <laughs> must be taking all his tablets on set. <laughs> I mean, he looked old in Star Wars The Force Awakens, the scene where he has to run through the Millennium Falcon, and it looks like an old man running. You're like, oh. The hips and knees aren't there, and it's everything's a bit fragile, <laughs> or he's going to fall down a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> just aching and sighing. Oh, fair play to him. Like. Um... Aesthetically, though, I think the film looks meant. Yeah. It looks really too. good. I like that they've not really given too much of the plot away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a classic teaser trailer. Yeah. I yeah. am excited for it. I'm a bit sad that Steven Spielberg isn't directing it, but I think James Mangold, who did um, what you will have seen, he was in Logan. Mm-hmm. So he did Logan, and he did uh, recently Ford versus Ferrari, which I don't think you have seen. No. Um, but Logan kind of shows that he knows how to give a character a send-off. Yeah, like honor a character, so I think that I'm bodes well. For it. I hope it um, rectifies the previous mistakes. Mm. And, and again, an much like film. Transformers, we will be covering <laughs> the Indiana Jones films for our drinking game commentaries in the build-up to that. We will uh, excitement level. Um, four. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose, have you seen any of them? No. None of them? No, don't think You're so. You're for a treat with the first one and the third one. I'm looking forward to watching them. Yeah, I think it's made really me... Good. Whereas Transformers, I just don't really give a fuck yeah. about any of them. This has made me excited to watch the yeah, previous ones. Very fair. Um, you don't know, see, it's a very Transformers 2. One of them humps Megan Fox's leg. Was that upped your excitement level? Can I give it a minus one, though? A ten? The most ten. excited you've ever been? Yes. Do you want to camp outside the cinema from today? Put that as extra zero and give it a hundred. <laughs> um, for Indiana Jones, I'd go six. Fair. Just because I'm still a bit scarred from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Fair. Because Fair. It, uh, Shia LaBeouf swings through uh, vines, through the trees, on vines with monkeys. That's how I'd summarise that film. Okay. That actually happens. Um, your choice. We have... Barbie. That was going to be the first one I said, yeah. Barbie. Um, you don't get a lot from It looks weird as fuck and I love it. I also like how weird it looks. <laughs> because all um, the pictures that have leaked as well yeah don't match up with the vibe of the trailer which i like yeah like we've seen that picture of uh margot robbie and ryan gosling mm-hmm. in the pink bright yeah. pink luminous blue suits and the roller skates yeah so that one's been leaked i think there's another one similar like yeah more and more will come out now as sickly well. colors yeah oh, <laughs> like yeah. and then we get this on the mountaintop yeah with children babies, playing with dolls ba- yeah children it's smashing up the babies dolls yeah. not real babies i think they've kind of purposely like dumb. What's the most shocking trailer we could do? Like, what's no one expecting? We'll just yeah, yeah. And it, it, and again, absolutely it gives absolutely fuck all away as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. You get brief glimpses of uh, Ryan Gosling, of Margot Robbie doing a bit of a dance number of the town that Barbie lives in. Does that have a name? Is it like Barbieville? Does could Barbie live in a town? Yes. Yeah, I mean, she will. I can't remember. Shockingly. Did you have Barbies? Yeah, I had Barbies. Yeah. But you don't know what Barbie's town's called. No, I was more into brats. Just weren't a fan at all. Hated Barbies. Yeah, well. Took them for granted, didn't you? Threw, them, take threw them out windows and stuff. You were one of them sadistic kids who tortured them. Yeah, I used like, to cut like the hair Sid and from stuff. from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit like Sid. Now you're bald, Barbie. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, did you just call the hair off? <laughs> I'm going to call you Bernadine. <laughs> Beraldine. <laughs> Beraldine. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so I am well excited for I'm this. I'm very excited for it. It's I, I love Greta Gerwig. I don't know what um, to expect from it at all. Well, exactly, because Greta Gerwig before this did Lady Bird and Little Women. So her jumping into like Barbie, which is going to be an out-and-out comedy. Yeah. Kind of nonsensical in the best way, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I love the kind of tonal change there. But I also think Lady Bird and Little Women, though they're both like dramas, are very funny. So yeah. I think she's showing she can do that and... I mean, with Margot Robbie as well, and Ryan Gosling in the two lead roles. Yeah, Plus, like, Will Ferrell's in a supporting role. and Can't You know, wait. you know, you're in, the cast is unbelievable when you look at it. I'm sure um, Simu Liu, I can never, I, I never know how you say his name. The guy who plays Shang-Chi is in it, and uh, so is, she's called Emma Mackey from Sex Education. I'm mm-hmm. sure she's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Emma Mackey. Uh, Connor Swindles, who is... He's also from Sex Education. He's the one whose dad is really mean. Oh, Adam. Adam, that's it, yeah. You've also got Kate McKinnon, um, who you'd know if you saw her. She's in the female <laughs> Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, Michael Cera. We love seeing Michael Cera in anything. Nicola Coughlin, Coughlin um, from, from Derry Girls. Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah, so got it's, some it's just an unbelievable cast. Here, yeah. Then, yeah, Emerald Fennell is in it as an uh, actress. She's obviously the writer and director of Promising Young Woman. 
Nice. Uh, Staff Let's Flats is in it. <laughs> it's just an unbelievable cast. So, yeah, I'm yeah. really, really looking forward to this. Excitement level? Nine. Oh, wow. Higher it than... Pop- yeah, no, because when it popped up that it was ju- July, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to wait that long. Higher than Mario? I'm very surprised I at know, that. I'm surprised at myself. Uh, I'd go seven for this. Excited, but... Get the fuck out. Mario, Mario edges that. Does it? Definitely. Interesting. But that's out soon, so I can... Uh... Yeah. I'll be honest, I think that's what you're basing your ratings off. Uh, yeah. Distance, well, yeah. distance to release, yeah. Because when it popped up at the end of the trailer, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's ages. That is a long time, to be fair. Um, right, now this is the one I... What if I die before then I don't get to see it? That's why I think about everything, you know. That's my whole worry about Stranger Things season five. <laughs> Imagine seeing all four seasons and never seeing how it ends. Never seeing how it ends. You have to do that thing you told me, that story about Stephen King when someone wrote to him and said... How does the Dark Tower franchise end? And he wrote back and said, sorry, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you have a peaceful passing. (laughs) Sorry, not funny. Absolutely not what you want. No, it's not. It's the worst reply you could have got. Just lie. Just, oh, everything you wanted happened. It's not authentic, though. Everything you wanted. What did you want to happen? Oh, that's a a crazy coincidence. Oh, my God. Oh, if that happened, you're genius. It'd be good if that happened and then he credited the last book to that person. Because they actually just invented the ending. Maybe that's what happened and he just stole credit. Stole credit, yeah. Don't yeah. have to pay him, does he? Did you do that, Stephen? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> um, Guardians, on. this is the one I'm most excited to talk about. Uh, first of all, love the song on the trailer. Fucking love. That's the, that's the rhythm of the song. That was really that good. Was Would good you do singing. it again? That was good singing, that, Kate. Was it? That was such good singing. Sure, but it wasn't me. you got such a beautiful voice. Mike's embarrassed. It's okay. Do it again. It's okay, you were really good. Do it again. You did a lot of singing in our drunk commentary yesterday for Elf. I know, I'm a bit worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm so excited for this film. Me too. Maybe the most excited I've been for a Marvel film since since No Way Home, definitely. For anything Marvel, actually. Yeah, yeah, to be honest. Because Marvel, obviously, we've talked about this a lot, but they've had a dip in quality recently. But what makes this one exciting is any of them could die. That makes me feel very stressed. It's pretty much known that this team is either going to retire or very few of them will be back, if any. They, they all could die. I'm giving Mike such a I, mean, I don't think right they now. will, but... If Groot and Rocket die, I'm going to be so pissed. I don't think Groot will die. Groot can't die, I really, I think Rocket they? will die. But I don't want that to happen, Mike. I don't want it to happen. I'm going to be really cry, cross. 100%, but I think that's why we're getting at his, his sad backstory. This is what stresses me out, though, because I'm really excited for it, but then I also kind of never want to watch it because then Rocket will never die. My absolute favourite moment of the trailer, speaking of Rocket, is when he hugs a little otter. Oh, so cute. I absolutely love otters. You do love otters. And I actually woke you up when you were asleep to tell you that Rocket hugs an otter in the trailer and you didn't believe me. I didn't believe you, no. You wouldn't watch it either. No. Rude. (laughs) Very rude. Well, that's what I mean. I kind of don't want to think about it at all because I'm so nervous and upset that someone's going to die. More than one, probably. What, more it can't be Gamora. Then. It can't be fucking shitty Chris Pratt. can't be Groot because he's a tree. I think it could be. I think, I think it could be Chris Pratt. No, because he's just got Chris Gamora Pratt. back. Don't matter. Yeah, he might die to save her. Oh, that pissed me off. It could be. It could be. Realistically, it's going to be Drax, Rocket, Nebula. Would be my three main guesses, yeah. Yeah. But maybe Mantis? No, because we just got... Um, spoiler, we just got the thing of the... Christmas special that they're I, I think it's going to be... I think they're both safe because of that. I think it's going to be rough. I think it's going to be a tricky watch. Maybe that's why they might save her. Yeah. Because it's his sister or some bullshit like that. That's going to piss me off. 
Um, the jokes, I know we only got like two or three in the trailer, both very funny. Both involving yeah. Drax as well. Again, just the best character. Yeah, Other Drax can't Rocket. go either. So I'm just Drax very, I'm go. very stressed about this. I think Drax will definitely go. I don't know, because he wants to be with his yeah. family and stuff. Um, Selfish as fuck, really. <laughs> I also like the look of Will Poulter as um, mm. Adam Warlock. Yeah, I agree. Looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely crazy to think that that is the kid from Where the Millers. Kenny. <laughs> spider bites his balls or something, doesn't he, in that film? <laughs> he snogs his sister and his mum. Well, yeah, but they're not really his sister and his mum, but the girl that he's chatting to thinks he is, yeah. Yeah, it's a funny film. Sidetrack there, though. How excited um, are you, Mike? It's a 10. It's the trailer I'm most excited for. Mm-mm. Give it an 8. Really? Less a- wow. That's, just, that's just because... You're sad about potential deaths. Yeah, yeah. It's tainted my excitement because I'm so nervous about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to have like, an aisle seat in the cinema in case I have to run out and cry. Or be violently sick. Yeah, shit myself. Or that worst case scenario, yeah, do a big poo in your pants. So I'm going to have to have a nervous poo in the cinema. By in the nightmare. cinema, I'm hoping she means in the toilet and not in the actual screen. <laughs> in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> while shouting, while else, shouting out, this is your fault, James Gunn. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> um, stressful, stressful. Here's a film I imagine you won't have to do a stressful poo <coughs> in. in. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yeah. What do you think? Love it. Can't wait for it. I, 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 <gasps> no, I'm very excited Boo. for it. My criticism is... I don't think I want to see anything more of it now until the film comes out. Because Ah, uh, like, okay, yeah. That's I saw, that. I think it was, someone on Twitter said that, like, the best thing about the first film was that it was such a surprise that kind of no one saw it coming. Yeah, and very true. in that, I know it's only a teaser, but you kind of see how many different versions of Spider-Man there are in it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want, I don't want it, I don't want to watch any breakdowns or anything. I don't want to know which particular versions are in it. So that in the film, I'm actually surprised when they pop up and who yes, they are. Yeah, support that, yeah. Rather than like, oh, well, they I know do another trailer now. Yeah, because so they do a teaser and then they do trailer one and then they normally do trailer two as well in most cases. So yeah. there'll definitely be a few. Mm. Shit. Yeah, I agree with you there. I kind of think that about a lot of them, though, because I think there's a bad trend recently. Not so much any of the ones we're talking about now, but where they just give everything away in the trailer. You just know the I whole storyline. What I did agree. we watch the other day, that Florence Pugh one? Oh, the... Um, the Zach Braff one. The Zach Braff trailer, yeah. I can't uh, remember what it was called. A good woman or something, or...? Good woman. A, a good person. But yeah, I feel like it just gave the entire story away. That was a classic. That one felt like, like a Netflix film trailer. It's like, here's what happens first. Here's what happens second. Yeah. Here's what happens right before the end. I don't want to say A good yeah. person. Which also called. makes her a good woman. So that no, was half right. Yeah. But yeah, I hate, it when, I hate it when they do that. I want to go in and, like you said, be surprised. And yeah. That's why you, want, you don't, I don't know. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I want enough to draw me in, but yeah. not too much. So I can already have the skeleton of the story anyway. I agree. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about is, I obviously know from the game and from comics and stuff that it's pretty common at some point his dad will die mm-hmm. um, and that scene when his mum comes out to get him when he's still looking over the sea by himself mm. I have a bad feeling that's right after his dad's died or something well it makes sense but I, I don't think it will be because it'd be too, really too weird to open a trailer with that well, but especially when it's immediately made me think of that and you don't want to give it away mm, but I don't yeah. know it's, it's tricky isn't it um, but yeah I feel like we being too negative about this trailer but 
this trailer hasn't meant. actually given too much away. Yeah, I love the animation style. So of these good. films as well. Um, I'm just I really excited Miles. for it. Yeah, me too. The first one was so good, and I'm not worried about this one not living up to the first one. No, I'm not at all. Because the first one was so good, and it's built up such a good story anyway. I feel yeah. like even if it's not as good as the first one, it'll still be mint. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm intrigued with how they're going to end it on a cliffhanger, because with, with it being a part one and part two, it will obviously end on a cliffhanger. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, will it be like um, all the Spider-Men at war, or... There's just a lot of things you can do with it, with like the possibility of... Did you just yawn right down the microphone? No. You did, didn't you? That would no. be so loud in the audience's <laughs> ear. Whilst I'm doing a point as well. <laughs> Yeah, wrap it uh, up. Uh, the absolute worst co-host. Just a loud <laughs> yawn down the microphone. Sorry. Horrific. Abhorrent. Abhorrent <laughs> podcasting. Sorry. Beryl Dean. I'm being authentic. Loud yawns. Real people yawn, Mike. <laughs> Not when someone's saying something interesting, they don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, interested. Ooh. Brilliant. Just, <laughs> oh, right. Moving on. Excitement level eight. Yeah, eight. Um, do you want to do DC News, Violet Night, or White Lotus Season 2? Let's do... Mm. <laughs> but I was saying How'd something boring. How did it make you feel? Let's do White Lotus. White Lotus Season Dos. Dos. What's, what's two in Italian? Dos. Do, do, hey, do, forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> You sound better than Chris Pratt. I do. Good, that one. <laughs> Wahoo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, it's, <laughs> it's hard to overall review this because obviously it's nine episodes. Let's, um, let, yeah, let's obviously not do we won't, summary. We won't do plot at all because no. you don't want to listen to us waffle on for nine episodes of summary. Even though this is a little waffle. Yeah, so spoilers from the start here. <clears throat> um, before we go into like the finale, which storylines did you like the most? Oh, th- mm. so instantly I think of Ethan and Harper. I agree. I, mm. I really liked Lucia and Mia as well. Yeah. Um. Not so much, well, I want to say the Jennifer Coolidge storyline. I agree up until the Obvi- finale. Obviously, yeah, but then mm-hmm. the finale ruined it for me personally. I, I agree. Yeah. So, basically... The White Lotus is a story of rich people at a hotel. As this is really season posh one. hotel, five This season hotel. is in Sicily. There's um, three men, all each from a different generation, from a family, who are all dealing with their feelings towards women. Yeah. Uh, granddad is just set in his ways. Very yeah, old school sexist. Quite, yeah. Dad's just a serial cheater. Son is trying to... Desperately trying, trying not to, to be yes, like either exactly, of them. exactly, yeah. Uh, then you've got a newly rich couple who are out with their friends who have been rich for longer, another couple. And, and they're not really on paper. Yeah. They don't want to save interest no, yeah. or anything. Two of them are very fun, two of them are very dull. Um, a lot of sex and drama in that storyline. And you get mm-hmm. the returning Jennifer Coolidge as Tanya, who's there with her husband Greg and her assistant. And Greg fucks off halfway through and leaves her alone. There's and a there's lot two to unpack here. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, it's a well-worthy follow-up to season one. Yeah. It's I think the season started off really, really strong. And then from about episode six or seven, for me, it just took a bit of a null serve. I, I agree with seven. I think seven was maybe the best episode. Do you mean worst? No, best. Seven. Was it? Yeah. And then the last two were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was only two. 
I don't even think they would, they would do a bad. Eight was just felt like, right, I'm ready for the answers now. You're, you're dragging this out a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And then nine... Didn't give me the answers I wanted. It, it, it all comes down to, basically, who died. And in this season, it's Jennifer Coolidge's Tanya. Because she got herself into this situation where some con men took her on a boat, took her to a nice island, a nice villa, wooed her, and then their plan was to kill... Well, we think their plan was to kill her. Because they're friends with Greg and... Would get Yeah, and Greg wanted the money because she made him sign a prenup and he was annoyed about it because he was skint. So she grabs a gun from a drug dealer's bag on on a yacht in the toilet and then shoots everyone... This is Jennifer Coolidge, by the yeah. way. Like, she's just a, a, a normal woman who, if anything, has led... If anything, you, you you wouldn't trust her at all. There's no way she could kill all these people. <laughs> and then she tries to jump into a boat, uh, misses, hits her head, and, and dies. And uh, I liked the way she died because it was like, oh, she can kill these people and, and she can't do that bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I get the joke of it. But it just felt like it became a crime drama for about ten minutes. It was so out of nowhere. I thought, oh, they're going to swindle her. Because the, in the episode before, they got her drunk and high, and I thought, oh, they'll get to sign something while she's pissed. Or yeah. The fact that the plan was just, well, woo her for several days and then throw her off a boat. Why did they have to woo her at all? Why couldn't they have thrown her off the boat initially? They didn't, yeah, it didn't it make didn't sense. It didn't make sense. If the plan was just to kill her, why would they, why would they woo her for so long? Yeah. Why would they give her a great night and... I just, just think clear so, the consciences. Yeah. Like, just bizarre. It was bizarre. And there was so much weird shit. Specifically, I have to talk about it. There's a young lad from Essex mm-hmm. who we couldn't decide why he was there. And he kept referring to the main Jennifer Coolidge friend as his uncle. Mm-hmm. It obviously wasn't his uncle because we watch a scene of him fucking up the ass. <laughs> yep. And it's his uncle. It's obviously not his uncle. And... It just, none of it was explained at all. No. Like, obviously, there was some sort of link to Greg. Yes. And and they wanted Jennifer Coolidge's money, and that mm-hmm. the plot was to kill her, and that's fine. Why was he fucking his uncle up the ass? My interpretation of it was um, that he was just like... Um, the bitch. His uncle's kind of everything man. Like, yeah. oh, you do this for me, you do this for me, and you live this nice life, and yeah. you, know, you come everywhere, you do everything, you have no responsibilities apart from... If I tell you to, you know, steal Porsche's phone, you steal a phone. If I, yeah. I assume he was told to kill her because they couldn't have killed Tanya and let her assistant go because she'd say, oh, well, that's suspicious. She spent the last three days living the yeah. high life with these three strangers and then she's falling off their boat. Yeah. I just wouldn't... It, yeah, he lets her go. Yeah. Really, I think there was just... That scene especially was like at it the end of episode an seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so, it was so out of the blue. Don't... Well, I certainly weren't fucking expecting it. I thought he might have been like um, a male prostitute. Well, I suppose he kind of was. was, yeah. Yeah. I mean... But I wanted more of a... I like how ambiguous the ending is, mm -hmm. to an extent. I agree. I feel like they tied everything else up quite neatly, and I would have rather had a more explicit answer to that storyline and everything else be a bit more ambiguous. I agree, because... Just because it was so... The whole thing was so bizarre, and like you said, why didn't they just kill her anyway? Yeah. The women was... It made no point. Um, I think well, he didn't have to. The assistant gigolo, whatever he was, didn't have to shag Porsche. No, I think he just wanted to. And that was just his yeah, reward. He just wanted yeah, to, for good yeah. Work. Um, just yeah, weird. Well, when you're looking at the ambiguous endings, you look at the like you were saying, the Heather, Heather Harper, Harper and Ethan, Ethan, and uh, their two friends whose names were 
you know them off the top of your head. Daphne and what was her husband called? And Theo James. Yeah. Um, you never know what happened there. You don't know if Daphne, uh, if Ethan and Daphne Harper fought. shagged Theo James, and if yeah. So that ambiguity, that sort of ambiguity, I like because you can make your own mind up. I think they both did shag. I, I think, think they, they both, both shagged did, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but when it when you're dealing with like a thing of are these men gonna kill her? Like, what has this whole last five episodes been leading to? Mm. And you kind of get no answers. It, it, it was that was more frustrating than like oh clever you're letting us decide that one was like yeah because it wasn't did really you even much know? to decide I feel yeah. like there's a, it's like the don't worry darling ending where you just hear Florence Pugh gasp and, it, and they're, they're obviously the filmmaker wanted you to say oh and then she must get out or whatever but it doesn't it leaves you saying did you do you know what happened do you know the yeah. consequences of all this because also, also with that storyline Greg left to go on a business trip for two days mm-hmm. he should have returned Yes. So he should have been at the hotel and yeah. found his dead wife, it, yeah, but was, he wasn't. Yeah. Well, as far as we're aware, he didn't come back. No, yeah, we didn't see him when the body was found or anything. And yeah, so that didn't that didn't make sense for me either because obviously we I were agree. all kind of waiting for him to come back. And she sh- and Tanya shagged that man, so yeah. I, I thought maybe that's what they were going to say, like, oh, with the prenup. Well, you you've broken your prenup now because I thought that was you've it. had a relationship with yeah. someone else. Um, but no, they were just going to shoot him throw her off the side of the boat. Yeah, which did feel a bit. Nah. And the other storylines, though, because we don't, just, we don't just want to talk about that. Um, yeah. Like yes. you said, I love the Mia, Lucia, Albi, and Albi's dad storyline, where well, she essentially tricked him, tricked Albi. She took so his kindness the for the dad had hired her for the yeah. week. Yeah. Basically, it's to like a week, a week stay in the girlfriend. hotel for a week. Yeah. Come to my room every night after my family are asleep. Yeah. Uh, and after two nights or something, he starts to feel bad because he's trying to win his wife back. And yeah. So after two days of prostitute sex, he's like, oh, I'm going to be good from now. That Those two days don't count. And she's like, just, kind of like, you well sort of owe me for the yeah. week. So then she starts <laughs> she seeing Albie for yeah. free, supposedly, um, mm-hmm. because she genuinely likes him. And then her pimp starts chasing them. She needs 50 grand to get out. So Albie gets it off his dad. Well, it's he's, two grand at first. She's just like, have you got my money after the first night? And he's like... What? Yeah, 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 but she needs 50 grand to get out from another pimp. Yeah. Yeah. Two grand is just her fee for a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she still misled him about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the signs were there. Yeah. Um, and then Albi basically um, shames his dad into giving him 50 grand. Yeah, for, he calls it like a karmic payment or something. Yeah, for like, the yeah. prostitute. And he, he blackmails him because he says, I'll put a good word in my mum as well if you do it. Yeah, which was, I thought that was dead interesting from because he was very adamant and very defiant to not be anything like his dad. Until it suited his own needs. Exactly. Yeah, until it, it was something he actually wanted. There was a great scene as well in the last episode when they're all in the airport and Albie is like busted his balls all season to not be like his dad or his granddad. Yeah. And this woman walked past in a crop top and they all, all, all three, three of them, them turn around and look yeah. up and down. Not that there's anything drooling. necessarily like overtly bad about they that. They stare for too long. They all stare for they too stare long. For far too long. But it was interesting that he did that as well. Exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, he's I doing everything he can to not be like that, but his can't comfortable reaction is to just do it without can't, thinking about it. Can't fight this feeling anymore. Can't, yeah, Forgotten can't fight the feeling. what he started fighting for. Both so, yeah, I, thought, I liked that, that clip. That that, was the whole dynamics between those three, the granddad, the son, and the son's son, I thought were mint throughout the season. Yeah. Um, what's he called? The old actor, F. Murray Abraham, is so good. 
Yeah, I love so that. So good. I, whenever I see he's in something, it makes me want to watch it. Yeah, he's he's really become like a standout actor for me in anything he's in. Yeah, fab. Um, again, performances across the board. I mean, there's not one yeah, bad no, performance yeah, in it. Um, there's some exceptional drunk acting. Jack, the, uh, well, nephew. Yeah, um, the in commas, yeah. He is one of the best drunk actors I've ever seen. Yeah, so believably, so like, leathered. Yeah. Absolutely sloshed. Singing Fuck. West Ham songs. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can see her get the ick as well. It's like oh my the God, way yeah. Portia goes off him so slowly. And then toward the end, you can see like she's just genuinely disgusted by him. She, uh, It's such a good visual of getting the ick. It is. Yeah. She's really good in it as well. Uh, Hayley Lou Richardson. Yeah, really I really liked her too. A lot of controversy about her clothes. Online. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. About some what, people. about them being bad or good? Both. Some people think they're the worst thing in the world. Some people think she's very stylish and really like it a lot of people saying that it was good that Jack dropped her off at the airport without a suitcase because all the fucking clothes were <laughs> what do you think of her clothes I mean I can't really remember any of them off the top of my head they were very um, I, rem- I more remember out there. Uh, me and Lucia's being out there yeah but that's for different you yeah, know but I thought sometimes they looked really good and then sometimes I thought it looked awful yeah yeah I agree um Overall, though, I just it's a great season. And Mike White has said that he, th- he thinks um, there will be more answers for the Greg um, Quentin. That was the guy's name, Quentin, Quentin for their kind of Because he had that picture, didn't he, of drama. Greg? That, that's something else that annoyed me, because it's like the end of episode eight or seven is where she looks at this picture, and it's supposedly supposed to look like Greg. I didn't think it looked anything like Greg. I didn't we both looked thought... at each other and went, who's that? It, didn't even, it didn't even click to me that no, it could no be Greg, idea. which makes Until sense in the next episode, now. she said to him, like, <laughs> on the nose, this looks like Greg, which was clearly because mm. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and all the audience went, who's, who's that? Who's in the picture? I don't yeah. know who that is. Um, very excited for season three. I'm excited to see where it's set. Excited yeah. to see if they bring anyone back. Obviously, you'd hope they bring Greg back, see whether he's rich or not, I suppose. Mm. Although he probably will be regardless. So, it's, yeah. there's a lot to do in season three, and I like how, but I don't want season three to be overly bogged down in the Greg storyline. I like the idea of his four new storylines, oh, and yeah, also definitely. Greg will be here for three or four episodes just to tie that off. Yeah, it was just the whole season was a really good commentary on kind of relationships with, um, like romantic relationships. Yeah, and, and kind of the excess of wealth as well, and what yeah. that does to people. Yeah. Very good social commentary. It is. It really is. Um, what would you give it watch. out of ten? Oh, I don't think it was as good as season one. I agree. Season Pure one was like a ten, though. Well, yeah, purely because of the ending, unfortunately. I agree, yeah. But I mean, I am saying that it's still a high rate. I'd probably give it an eight point five. I think nine. I'd give it a nine. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think I agree with you. I think um, it was just it just needed a bit more. I would have liked it maybe in the shooting scene if she didn't shoot Quentin. Or yeah. she shot him in the leg or something, and he kind of exp- exactly, spilled the yeah. beans a bit more. And then all that could have still happened. I agree. I just needed a bit more. Mainly I agree. about it, yeah. Jack. Yeah. It was just missing. And Greg. It was just one yeah. answer there. An it was missing a minute thing. of dialogue. Yeah, yeah I agree. But I agree. Um, that's why I can't give it above a 9.5. But it nine. does be Halloween Ends, which you gave an 8.7. <laughs> I didn't. Your favourite film. Moving ever. on. Um, Violent Night oh do you want to talk about Halloween Ends again because you loved it so much we could recap let's talk about Violent Night Violent Night okay we, we watched, watched this or anything. 
Oh, can I tell the fun story about what happened when we got to the cinema for Violent Night? Oh, fine. As uh, long as you don't ooh. disclose area. I codes. won't. We live in an area in Manchester. Um, nice. I arrive, scan my ticket because we have Limitless, so we don't book them together because you, you have to like use your own phone to book your own ticket. We can't like book together because mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have our own Limitless code. So I go through, uh, go towards the stand to wait for our food and drinks because Katie's always through immediately afterwards. It's just a simple case of showing the barcode from the ticket that you've... Um, that you've scanned and somehow uh katie had managed to book a ticket for just, not just the, like the wrong cinema maybe one of the furthest cinemas away possible no one knew the name of the area nope so i booked it before so we had to get the manager down to come and like take katie by the hand lead her to the till and help her buy a ticket <laughs> she took me in bed afterwards as well <laughs> inspired by the white lowers um <laughs> Not yeah, so that time. was our fun start before Violent Night. Um, <laughs> well, how did it? He was very, very red-faced <laughs> whilst we were waiting for our nachos. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was like laughing at me until like, how have you managed to do this? And I was like, it's a long day at work, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me be. So, anyway. Violent Night. Uh, I really, really liked it. I loved David Harper in this. Uh, Beryl Dean was my favourite character by a mile. <laughs> but beyond just the magic of Beryl Dean... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Beryl Dean. I don't know why you're taking the bit out so much. It was not far off. Um, so it's, it's essentially Die Hard meets Home Alone. Yep, perfect. Santa agree. is uh, jaded. He's been on the job for 10,000 years. He's bored of it. He thinks the that kids, kids are nowadays spoiled. are spoiled and they don't appreciate him. Um, yep. he's, so he's, he's going to call it a day. It's going to be his last ever year. And then he gets to a house just as a home invasion starts. Yeah. This house, it's basically house. a horrible family. Um, oh, yeah. Consumed by the, wealth. And... One of the granddaughters is lovely. And she still believes in Father Christmas. And her mum and dad are going through like a break or a divorce. And she, she runs wants... away and hides, but she has a walkie talkie. Yeah. That her dad gave her was like a Santa. radio to Santa. And then Santa kills one of the uh, home invaders gets his walkie-talkie and they start communicating fun very fun film very very gory very very cheesy but kind of like enjoyably cheesy it wasn't too much cheese like they they did not miss one opportunity to put a christmas pun in i mean the the name of the film itself is a christmas pun so you know what you're in for you're not like going there and thinking oh this was a bit too cheesy yeah like they kill squad all all got silly prancer dancer yeah yeah, christmasy um, names and like you said full of silly christmas puns with the with the bad guys yeah um yeah, I was trying to, there was there was a really good one, but I've completely forgotten what it was. I wanted to say it, but it's gone out of my head, so just watch the trailer. There's a really good pun in there. Um, I was unsure about this, to be honest. When we first went in and started watching it, from the trailer, I was dead excited. Mm. And as we were watching it, I was thinking, this is shit. At which bit? Because you said this to me when we left as well, but you couldn't like say which bit. What were not, you No, over? not a specific bit, just as soon as we started watching it, and yeah. you obviously started getting into it. I was just like, God, this is not doing it for so me. So when did you start to... Be like, oh, okay, this is actually quite good. When someone died, when so the guy when the fell off. Died, basically. Yeah, basically. So you didn't like the build up. I didn't you like just the build up. Straight no. into yeah. stabbing him. In I the don't neck do with cheese very well at all. Canes. I appreciated that we needed that at the start. And oh, that was yeah, fine. of course, yeah. And it was just enough of it for me. Because I okay. just started to think, like, this right. can't be it, please. Yeah. And then I think he pushed some guy at the window and he fell on the ice cup. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, like yeah. Now we're cooking on gas. David Harbour's. Brilliant as Santa. It's like a, a Nordic version of Santa, a Viking inspired take on the character. Yeah. He's got tattoos. He's There's got a couple a, of um, silly jokes. What's his big hammer called? 
And not his penis, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> What's his, his big Viking hammer called? Can't remember. I won't say the Thor one, but that's obviously not yeah, right. Yeah, something like that, though. It is something like that. So, yeah, he has a big hammer. And yeah, there's a great scene like, when he gets his hammer and he kills, like... Like, about ten guys in, like, a little garage squad. or a shed. And it's yeah. really violent. He sucks one into, like, a um, wood chipper. Yeah, proper gross. Kills one with a candy cane. He puts, uh, like, a, a the star from the top of a Christmas tree into one person's eye. But it doesn't kill him. But then he plugs it in and it electrocutes him. <laughs> yeah. And then his whole face sets on fire. Very home alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's this whole scene where the little girl, um, Trudy, is hiding in the attic. Yeah. And the burglars are coming to get her. And she, and just she like, makes a comment that she's watched Home Alone yeah, recently. Yeah. So she sets Home Alone traps. But they're like, what would actually happen? I suppose if you did that to someone. Yeah. So it's so she puts so like a nail violent. on the stairs on the way up, and oh, the guy's foot goes right through it, right, and then he like falls down falls, the stairs, yeah, and then it like goes up his chin. Falls up his chin. Yeah. Oh, it's proper minging. Well, that's. I think that's why I really liked it as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because it was just a Very bit, an real. adult version of a Christmas film, which there is a ridiculous point awesome. where, um, so the, the the little girl's dad mm. has been trying to leave his family because that's what's torn a wedge between him and his his wife or. Or just girlfriend, it's never really explained. Um, so he's yeah, like, he's don't worry, by tomorrow we'll leave. Money. And then it's later revealed that his basically plan was to rob 300 million from his mum, <laughs> just yeah. to rob her. And then the mum just more or less immediately takes him back. She's like, oh, you've proved you're a good man now. What? Well, know. no, she didn't. I don't think she said you're a good no, man. No, she didn't say that. She was impressed that he was. Not, No, not the to... mum, his wife. Oh, the wife, yeah. yeah. She the, takes yeah. him back immediately. Yeah, that bit. How would that win you over? Yeah, wouldn't would it? That bit needed hanging out of it. If anything, it'd put you off even more. Yeah. And he didn't even get away with it, so he's a shit robber as well. Yeah. At least if he was a cool, good robber, like in the Oceans films or something. <laughs> Sex appeal to that. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of hid it in the manger outside, which was terrible, really. Yeah, very poor hiding place. I also don't know what his plan was, because he tucked his little girl into bed. I don't know so when... So what was his plan? Were they going to wake up, do presents, and then be like, oh, I'm just going out to the manger to load several bags of things they into must my have, car? Yeah, must have, one, taken him for ages, and two, yeah, the whole kill squad was the staff of the, the house. Yeah. So someone must have seen him running back and forth with 50 duffel bags. Very, yeah, very straight. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, it's a film that you don't have to think about stuff like that, but as soon as you dig into it a little bit, you're like, oh, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, so there was a, there was plot holes like that. In it, yeah, but, but uh, like you, you don't said, mind it's, it's light high, like it's I, not... You're not looking for it. I would say it's definitely one that I will add to my uh, list of one every year. Yeah, totally agree. Would definitely watch it. A lot of fun. Just, just so violent. Just Um, a good twist on kind of, well, not a classic Christmas film at all. But it was nice to see a Christmas film. Yeah. So different. And I love David Harbour as well. So yeah, he was so good. I mean, I love him anyway. But yeah, yeah, really good. Loved it. Uh, What would you give out of ten? I would give it an eight. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with an eight. Would you recommend it? Yeah, definitely. Would you recommend Light Lotus Season 2 if you got for that bit? Yeah. And now all that's left to do is to get back to DCD. Dun, 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 dun. DC Dickens. Drama. No, drama. The drama. So much drama. So. <sighs> Where to start? Deep breaths. In Black Adam, there was a post credit scene that much of the film was marketed around. Yeah. Um, in which Henry Cavill like Superman in the Oh, so much money. But don't worry, it's gonna make money. The rock the rock is gonna make money, don't worry. The rock the has Rock's made that very clear. The rock's having a mental breakdown about it. And he's enlisted all sorts of financial no, people. No, but no, he's he's filmed it in his car when yep. he's driving and not looking at the camera and told us, Don't worry guys, 
It's definitely making money, and I'm really cool, and I also have a huge dick. Don't worry, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, popping out. Of it's head. not. Black Adam's going to lose money, but anyway, because it's because it's a bad film. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Superman is in it, and he's like, "Hey, Black Adam, sequel tease," and then the film ends because that's all it is. Yep. <laughs> hey, Black Adam, will we see each other again on screen? Yep. Cut to three months later, maybe two months later. The answer's mm-hmm. no. We will never see them on screen again because James Gunn is essentially rebooting the DCU. So Henry Cavill is out, and I feel Yikes. so sorry for him because it's just embarrassing for him. And it's just shambolic from the studio to say, yeah, announce your return fully. Get everyone well excited about it. People can't wait. We are really excited to work with you. But they, they must have known at this point that James Gunn and Peter Safran were coming in. So have they just not asked the new chiefs? Like, by the way, we're bringing Superman back. What do you think? I it's think there must have been baffling. some sort of oversight and assumption that just the, the original lack of cast communication would stay is and crazy. stuff. And it's just, it's reflect. And then the person who comes away worst is Henry Cavill because it makes him look like an idiot. It's yeah. not his fault at all. And he's a great Superman. He's I don't think it makes him look like an idiot. I think it makes the it's embarrassing people around him say, oh, I'm definitely back. And then yeah, but it people wasn't, like, you've got to do a he, statement and be like, oh, sorry, I'm done. It's not him as an actor's fault. Though. No, no, I'm not saying it's his fault at all. No, I know. I know, I know what you mean. That's what I mean. He comes across worse because it affects him the most. Yeah. What What a fucking terrible oversight. What a dumb, dumb crazy. decision. Crazy, genuinely crazy. I wonder if and The then... Rock was just so persistent in having this post-credit scene. People were like, well, we're getting new managers in. It might not be a good idea. And he was just such a fucking diva about it but, that they did it. It wouldn't surprise me if it's that. You know, it wouldn't at all. But then why, beyond that, have Henry Cavill like, officially announce his return? and get all the Man of Steel 2 talk going. It's just baffling. It's, it and is I, baffling. It's not, I, and I can't see it being and that I'm James Gunn's just suddenly changed his mind. No, no. Um, and I, then he said, like, yes, he's out as, sp- as Superman, um, but we'll hope to have him back at some point in the future, implying that you might cast him in a different role at some point. But I don't like yeah. the idea of that. I don't like saying, oh, he was Superman, but now he's he's Aquaman or what. Like, just... If, you, if you're resetting it, you've got to reset it, and the actors have all got to go. And then, like, James Gunn himself, he obviously directed and wrote the second Suicide Squad film, mm-hmm. and he directed and wrote season one of Peacemaker, which had been renewed for season two. But he can't do that now, because it, it would make him a hypocrite. He's got to wipe the slate. You can't say, oh, Superman's out, but I'm going to keep my Suicide Squad and my Peacemaker. It doesn't yeah. make sense. So he said literally every single actor will be recast. Every well, single no, role but will be Wonder recast. Woman 3 has been cancelled. Um, another one's been cancelled. So, the, but they've already made Shazam two. Yep, which is coming out. Aquaman and two. The Flash and Aquaman two. Jason Momoa's already said Aquaman two is going to be his last one, or it's kind of come out. He might not have said it, but it's common knowledge that that's going to be his last one. So they're just all going. But then you can't. So that's head. what I mean. You have to get rid of. Even though I love Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, she has to go. John Cena has to go as Peacemaker. Because you can't. It, it would look. It would make him look really weak. I think if he said, "Oh yeah, all the core members of the Justice League are out, but the, the people that I've worked with, are, they're cool. We're gonna keep them in." Do you not think that's what's gonna happen though? Yeah, I think so. And I also think that they'll just make, do another Batman. So then we'll have the Robert Pattinson Batman, and we'll have another Batman, and then we'll have the Joker universe. There's just three Batman universes on screen it's at just the same a time. Mess. It's just it's such a mess. The best thing to do would be to just move the Justice League and drop it into the universe of the Batman. Mm. Because that would work because you could just say, that was a Batman story, but also in the wider world, like in just Iron Man 1. You no, know, and then you can slowly introduce them. 
Do you not think there's some sort of way where they can keep all the actors on? Um, I mean, because they've done a chunk of films already. Could they but not kind of bring them so together? Uneven and they're too messy, bad. and there's so many bad ones and so many good ones, and and they just don't link into each other enough at all. But not every Marvel film's mint. No, but they all link. They all feel like the ma- not even thematically like. You'd recognise a Marvel film. Theme. Yeah, you'd recognise yeah, a Marvel film. And they share yeah. char- they share characters or plot points or. I feel like DC just made a, f- a film that's kind they of rushed it. They absolutely rushed it. They weren't doing the, what Marvel did in making an overarching phase. If no, you will. they weren't. They were making film by film. Well, yeah, because Zack Snyder had a plan for uh, Superman. What should have been Superman two, but it turned into Batman versus Superman, and then three Justice League films. But then beyond that, there were just p- filmmakers coming in, just making their own films. Like David Ayer came in and made The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Patty Jenkins came in and made Wonder Woman. James Wan came in and made Aquaman. And oh, well, The Suicide Squad isn't, but those two are both mint. The Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman were probably the best films in the DCU. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond maybe the Suicide Squad sequel. But they just don't. Well, Wonder Woman did to an extent, but because Wonder Woman had already been introduced in. Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. But Aquaman just doesn't feel like it links to that universe in any way. It's a completely separate story, which again isn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, yeah, couldn't they use that to the advantage? Well, no, because then he's been in Justice League. <sighs> and then he's been in he's in a cameo in Peacemaker. So again, he can't keep Peacemaker on because he's cameoed with <laughs> these people. It doesn't... Yeah, so it's all... Yeah, it's, it, God, it's a fucking mess, it's, isn't it? It's such a mess. It's so convoluted and so confusing. And you think though, like when, I don't know, it, let's say January for argument's sake, when the all the DC big bosses sit down and say, right, what films are we going to release this mm. year? Some there should be someone on that team who's thinking, oh well, this could link with this, and this could do whatever. Yeah. And there should have been, but that's now what they've got James Gunn in for. I feel like they just throw in a post-credit scene. Yeah. And there's more attention to the post-credit scene there than there is hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. And even Black Adam, at least that had Amanda Waller was back, so that actually had a link. I mean, I'd say that's one of the worst DC films because um, it's just nothing. It's just like a generic superhero film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was generic. But yeah, and I, I, I do still think James Gunn will make a success of it, and if he has a ten-year plan, you know that it will be. Um, well thought out, well structured. Every film will be there for a reason. It won't just be mm-hmm. a film for a film's sake, which I think is important. But um, I just can't. I mean, for the next couple of years, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Like in the case of the now being Shazam Two, The Flash, uh, with Ezra Miller at the front of it as well, which is its own set of problems, and Aquaman Two, like big, big budget films that are now kind of pointless. So like anyone who was really excited for those, it's now. I don't know how, because like in the Flash, for example, the the Flash has Michael Keaton's Batman returning. It also has Ben Affleck's Batman in it. So it just has loads of things and loads of ties and loads of like, that would have been maybe the potential reset because it's Flashpoint. Um, Love a Batman, don't they? Oh, fuck me. They can't get enough of Batman. Fucking hell. Two Jokers, three Batman. (laughs) It's just mental. Someone else have a turn, man. So confusing. Um, Uh, One spoiled child that won't share a remote. (laughs) Is there anyone you would like to see do be Superman? Anyone name spring to mind? No, to be honest. 
Chris Pratt. They'll probably give it fucking Chris Pratt. Tom Holland. <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's the joke going around at the minute. Yeah, that he's gonna give it to Chris Pratt. Um, Chris Pratt just gets every fucking role going, doesn't he? Again, let someone else have a turn. He's also Garfield. Shut up. Yeah, he's gonna be Garfield oh, the cat as well. Why? Literally, give someone else a go. Sick of seeing his fucking mug everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, but. <laughs> Um, have a day off, man. Have a year off. Yeah, you so worked hard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think DC will get there eventually. I just think it's, it has to because the characters are too good. It, they can't keep exactly, fucking up. Yeah. Like, just follow the comics. But since just do it a bit more. Next year will mark him. ten years since Man of Steel, and they've essentially gotten nowhere to the Yikes. point where now they're having to reset it. And <gasps> what's interesting really is. That's Warner Brothers, who has obviously killed the DCU. Obviously, they'll be taking it forward again, So, but they've killed this iteration of it. Mm. And in the same year, they've also killed Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter spin-off. That's two wow. massive properties that they've just like killed dead. They fucked up Fantastic Beasts. So now, Beasts. well, the only way they can bring Harry Potter back now is to do uh, Cursed Child. Yeah. And bring all the actors back. Yeah. Because if you announced another spin-off now, no Fantastic Beasts has left such a bad taste in the mouth. And there are so many more interesting spin-offs you could have done. Yeah. So you've just got to wonder what's going on at Warner Brothers. Someone has got on the sack. Well, it's all been changed, and it? it's now Warner Brothers Discovery and whole kettle of fish. A big, big fucking DCD skid mark on the. <laughs> just like the big turd on a drop in your pants when we watch Guardians in the cinema. Exactly. Just like that on the big aisle. turd. I hope James Gunn can sort it out. I do. I think I... like it's a bit. Um, everyone's. Looking at James Gunn with, like, he's some fucking miracle. I, I, I also think he's getting a lot of shit for it. Um, I, th- I think the DC fans, yeah. can be, there's got, like, a corner of that that's very toxic for some reason. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of bitterness. Yeah. Um, I got shit off someone on Twitter just yesterday for voicing an opinion about the Snyder films. <laughs> um, our Twitter is at Sweet Films Out if you want to give us shit, so I was appreciated. Um, let us know if you shit. like the name Beraldine. <laughs> Would you call your kid Beraldine? Um <laughs> Yeah, well, I think he's getting yeah. a lot of shit for it, but it's not his fault. He had to come in. A reset was needed. He's going to upset. Give it a go, don't, don't they? He's going to have to upset people for about a year or two before they actually get the first film out, and then people can properly judge. Yeah. Up until then, people are just unfairly judging it, aren't they? Because they're judging it based on. I feel like some people will just judge it negatively. Though, oh, hundred percent, because it's not Zack Snyder. And yeah. Zack Snyder. Everyone. Zack Snyder had so many fans for those films, and you know, fair play. I like some of those films. I like a lot of what he ch- tries to do. I don't think all of it works, but. You give it a go. Yeah, and and I just it'll never please everyone, James Gunn. But if he tells a coherent story, again, like you said, like the comics, and they build up to something, Infinity War esque, because you know DC have got so many big events like that. They've got Crisis and Infinite Earths. They've got fucking loads. I can't think of any others off the top of my head I mean. right now. Just but pick yeah, one and exactly, build towards yeah. it. Um, Not that I could do it. <laughs> I reckon you could. Thanks, babe. You change Superman's name to Beraldine, step one. <laughs> Man of Beraldine. <laughs> <laughs> Steal of Beraldine. <laughs> um, I think that brings this waffle session to a close. Get, in, get involved, let us know what you think about yeah. the DC drama. Uh, Twitter is at SweetFilmsAlk, as we said. Um, this Thursday's drinking commentary is very festive, it is Elf. And it's probably the most we've ever drank for a commentary. Our drinking game rules were incredibly strong. Um, so, you know, pour yourself rules. a festive tipple and join in. Also, um, yeah. next on our next episode of Lord of War Waffle, which will go up on Boxing Day, we will be discussing our top ten 
favourite films of the year and maybe five films that disappoint us the most. We won't say worst because that feels harsh. Most disappointing. Letdowns. Yeah. Oh, I feel a little wet less. Sad. Katie's favourite film. No spoilers here. Halloween ends, obviously. Impossible to beat. So get in touch on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so Lord World Waffles go up every Monday. Drink commentaries every Thursday and drunken debates every other Wednesday. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.